Hello, hello, welcome to DBC. This is Don. I'm the dad that loves asking all the questions. Joined by the co-host, the brother, the sailor, Andy Pandy. Hello, brother. What's new with you? Hello, brother Don. Yeah, all good here. Still sat on the boat, not sank. So, oh yeah, win-win. you survived the the storm. Then, um, what's the weather report today? Another storm, actually. Yeah, there's another oh, one nice. coming through. We think we've just every three days there seems to be a new storm coming through at the moment on the south coast. Ah, so, okay. rocking side to side again tonight, but oh, we'll nice. be, we should be okay. Good, good. Okay, <laughs> so let's get started. Can't wait for this one. A special guest is another original dad bro um i've known him since well forever i was also looking yep. to be his best man in his 2017 wedding and to be honest i feel a bit i feel a tad nervous because this reminds me of preparing for his best man speech um i've probably <laughs> ripped off most of the content from that speech so it's uh let's i can't wait to, to chat to him the scientist the one and only danny moore say hello danny Hey guys, how you doing? All right. Hey, there he is. Okay, good stuff. Nice. Welcome to DBC, mate. How's uh, how's forties life, married life, dad life treating you? All of the above. Yeah, all good. Yeah, same as uh, you know, like just thought like Riley said on last episode, everything hurts. Uh, yeah, just, it's all it's all downhill. It's all downhill. Yeah, I know. We have to get comfortable with it. Eh? All these aches and pains. Oh man, it's yeah. tough. Yeah, good, good. Oh, I've got, and I have to say though as well, you're surprised and very proud that you managed to turn on the laptop, right, and join us oh, mate, today. I... You know, you're not you you're not the most tech savvy of people, right? Honestly, I've just taken like twenty minutes just getting the actual headset out of the bag, <laughs> I'm plugging it in. <laughs> oh man! Oh well, you're on. You're on. This is all new to me. I'm technically a transponder. I know. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think you believe in technology. You believe in science, but you don't believe in technology. But you made it. It's not in technology. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So kick us off then, mate. For, um, for people that don't know you as well as me and Andy, um, I always start with this. If someone asks your family, who is Danny? What do you want them to say? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, it depends on what stage in your life that you probably ask me. Like in, in my in our youth, in our drinking phase, <laughs> I was um, probably just a, a bit of an idiot. <laughs> um, but generally, just kind of <laughs> generally like the, like the drunkest guy in the room at most at most occasions. Yeah. But, um, but in general, like at the moment now, I've kind of like I've settled down and like like the quietest guy in the room. Yeah, just nice. kind of get on with it and I've just uh, settled into parenting and dad life and yeah yeah just hung up my uh my uh party and shoes for now yeah that's it for now for now i like it's it. down the dad now. now isn't it it's down the dad yeah there's always a comeback yeah when the, when the kids grow up so look i'll add to that a little bit then me and andy so when i kind of think, think yeah. back of early memories of danny um school life obviously um football was our life pretty much right dan dan was one of the best yep. footy players that i uh played with true left footer uh, true left footer he could do everything he could defend mm-hmm. he could tackle he could shoot um he you can you know he, he would nutmeg at least two or three people on the pitch right um yep. uh, without even <laughs> trying so you always wanted to be on captain danny's uh side what else uh video games and movies was a big 
thing in common that we had uh, growing up in our childhood. But what I always remember was Danny's music collection, right? His oh, awesome music yeah. collection, right? He would, um, if if a new artist came out or a song, he would buy not just that single, he'd buy the album, but he'd also buy all their <laughs> albums right, that they've had. And he'd introduce me to all these new artists. Um, and, he, and he had this OCD about him where he'd always arrange them all in alph- alphabetical <laughs> order, you know, hundreds of yep. CDs on his CD rack. And I always remember him um, like listening to a song like one or two times. And then all of a sudden he'd, he'd, he'd know the lyrics off by heart without yeah. even writing it down. And then next thing he's like rapping and, you know, rapping on his way to the so. <laughs> he just had that thing about him right um, and he'd busted off in his, in his you know those happy hour drunken moments in the pub he'd just come out with it yeah. so it's um it was awesome so so yeah we obviously pub crawled together later in in life <laughs> it was each other's wingman suited up and stuff uh, in in the pub crawls and the nightclub scene oh yes before obviously i found my one and only and we all slowed down um and settled down especially ever since his uh his stag do when we had to put him back together again just in time for his wedding you know after i honestly thought he was gonna die yep after amsterdam and prague weekend that was that was probably better if i had yeah yeah exactly so um yeah we've had a good run at it to be honest for the past couple couple of decades um have you got any early memories of dan that jumps out for you um the thing is like i said it's uh the footballers playing football all the time obviously the early early memories of dan as a kid are very different to the person he is now on the looks wise and everything as well because obviously when we as a kid you was quite a skinny little lad and everything with it all and then obviously you got into the fitness side of it and and and, and changed the physique altogether and like i said the football and the music again because like i said i always remember you with music was it wasn't the beat so much for you it was the lyrics and the meaning of the song where you'd listen more to the the words in the song than it was so much as the beat is what i used to feel from you well, no, so like I said, you, you paid more attention and liked the words and got into it that way. And then obviously your music, it was so vast. Like I said, Don was saying like you'd do some of the, you'd be rapping in, in with some of the songs. So you listen to some of the rap music, but you got into lots of other styles so like Elbow and things like this, which was a local band for us up north mm-hmm. and other things. It was, you had such a, a, a vast array of different types of music and you always knew what, what was good for you and wasn't scared to actually admit what you liked and what you didn't like as well. And it was it was yeah. refreshing to see that. It That's was nice. It, it was saying that we, we should, you know, you might have a um, time to go into the music business, mate, but we'll oh, see. Man, I'd absolutely love to, yeah. Like, my, like I said, my music, like, I absolutely love it. Like, yeah. like Andy was saying, like, anything like where it's got good lyrics to it, like, I'm absolutely all over it. But I do play song. I'll, I'll listen to a song, like, obsessively. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. If I find something that I like, then that's it for a good two weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, mate, you come. Your dad was a musician, wasn't he? So I think it, it stems from that a bit as well. And yeah, maybe. I think maybe. Yeah. I think my dad's maybe a bit disappointed that I never took it or took up the drums. Like, yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, nice. Okay, so let's let's move on to the next. I guess um, the next part is that can you give us a a walkthrough of your career summary to where you started to where you are now? Then, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've done so many random jobs over the last <laughs> few years. It's been like, I think from the day that I left school, 
I didn't really have any interest in anything that I wanted to do. I was just, I just didn't really care. I weren't ready to leave school. Like, I went, I went to, I went to college because everybody else did, yeah. with no idea what I was yeah. planning on doing. And I left after twelve months. So pretty much, like all I did for twelve months was me and Daz used to play, uh, play cards in the uh, yeah. dining hall, yeah. like eight hours a day. Oh yeah, you lasted one, longer than Daz did. Uh, not, not much longer. I think it might yeah. be the next day. First job I did was welding. Oh, yeah. My dad. Oh, yeah. that was that. Absolutely... Part of Lane. Yeah, that's right. I was working at my, uh, my dad's cousins. Uh, and then a bit of retail with Don. Bit of works in gyms. Randomly went um, driving around the country with Andy for a year or so. Yeah, it was about a year, wasn't it? Me and you delivering mm. hot tubs and sauna oh, to steam showers. Cool. Yeah, it took over dad's on that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was all right, actually. That was just, just yeah, a really good laugh. Went everywhere. Uh, yeah, just like randomly, just sort of like. 19 hour days just oh yeah stuff off wherever he wanted and, uh, <laughs> yeah i started working in the gym after the retail thing mm. it was just it was just something that i thought it was just like a natural thing to do then uh, yeah it was all right it was like i mean there's no easier job in the world than working in a gym that i do from there i think i just then i did the job with andy for a bit then we did i came back from as we all went to the philippines that was the first time I went to the Philippines. we came back and i didn't have a job to come back to and then ended up just going back to the gym and then sort of fell into like warehouse work and that was like christ that was like five years of just like sold his drawing yeah i mean play to any guys who do it because it's graft that was like probably the reason i decided it's like god i've got to do something new in my life here but even then i didn't um i wanted to do physiotherapy did a course that was just like it was just a course to get access to doing a degree and it was just generic, really. It was like health in general. Uh, but the guy who taught it was a he was a scientist, and I was chatting to him for a bit, and he was talking about what he used to do. I was like, "Oh, that sounds quite interesting." The name sounds quite fancy. Yeah. And then um, I ended up just applying for that instead. And I say it's not it's not something that I ever really wanted to do. Yeah. But, um, and you're still doing that now. Yeah. Probably yeah. Be doing that for the next thirty years. Yeah, brilliant. So I mean, it's, it's an all right job. It's just it's better than anything I've done previously. I mean, I used to yeah, be like, yeah. say, working in a warehouse or a gym, and just doing jobs that I, roles that I absolutely didn't want to do, putting myself in situations that I didn't like, where I was teaching classes. I was like, it was like I was absolutely terrified of doing. But they just asked me to do it, so I did it. They was teach, asked me to teach, like I was doing like um, aerobics. I had absolutely no qualification to do. They asked me to be Santa one year at Christmas. <laughs> they, they literally put me on the spot one year. Said the the guy who's supposed to be Santa's not turned up. Will you do it? I was like, well, I've got it. Just, the kids, the kids are at the door. <laughs> yeah. So they just wrapped me up in pillows and put a like red coat around me. I remember that. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. That's brilliant. So you've got a very diverse um, career there, to be honest. I mean, like well, the previous episode, Riley, you know, stuck to his guns, stayed in his swim lane. I mean, okay, even Damon has always stayed around the fashion world, but you've done a real different um, career jump here and there, haven't you? So that's that's really cool. So, uh, but you got to that point, your turning point was the fact that you went, okay, we're doing this warehouse job, I, I, I just need to do something better. And, and, and you just took that leap, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit... Um... I think it was like when I was younger, like we were talking when we, we said, right, we were speaking to Riley last week. I was like, all I was interested in when we were younger was just hanging out with the lads and getting in Riley's Renault 5 every night. Yeah. Drive. It. it was just, yeah, cruising around Berry and Ratcliffe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting stuck in fields. 
Yeah, yeah pulling up in a pulling up in a car park and having a yeah. <laughs> so so that that sets the scene really nicely. Um, and then we we switched gears a little bit now because I guess the main topic I wanted to cover today is I guess semi related, right, to your scientist job in a way. Um, I think science on a whole tries to solve life problems, right? And this life problem that is I think very common in society is about blokes losing the hair right especially at a younger age balding receding or whatever and when you look at some of the stats it reads something like one in two men 50 percent of over 40 year olds will have i think the term is male pattern baldness right so some sort of hair loss and it's mostly genetic they can't do anything about it usually right so it's very common uh for older generation guys but you actually went through this for the first time in your i guess 20s right is that right yeah, early, so, early 20s early 20s right so can you put put it into words that moment where you just first realized man i'm losing my uh my golden locks here yeah no, cause, man, i was absolutely gorgeous when i <laughs> Absolutely, you were, you know, dream boat. No, it was like I was probably I must have been about like um, twenty three, I reckon, when I first noticed it. I think it was more than that. I think it was like, and at, at the time, because I was doing jobs that I absolutely hated, and I was like, you kind of had like no confidence to begin with. I was like, mm. like really low self esteem. Yeah. So it was at a time when I was like, just not not like mentally like stable anyway. <laughs> yeah. But um, when it first started, you kind of like you literally sort of like you go into a bit of denial about it, mm. and then like ah, you know, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And you start thinking, oh, you know what? Actually, it is. It is going. So are you saying that you did those different jobs, right? But are you saying that because you was in like the gym, working the gym, surrounded by other people? Um, you know, front and center. There, are you saying that made it harder? It was a little bit because I was doing jobs that I like. Considering I like, I don't really like interacting with people. I always picked jobs that was in primarily. I thought was what it, the job involved, yeah. like working with people, like either customers or working in the gym with people. I'd say I, I weren't happy. I was probably miserable for a lot of the time. I think a lot of people are when they don't really know what they're doing with the with their life. And then I say this was just another thing. Like it was just sort of like. On top of that, I was sort of... So that moment, though, are you saying that did you did someone point it out at you or did you look in the mirror one day and go, oh, I'm kind of receding there? No, my static, I think it was at the back my static going. So I was like, oh, is it, is it just me? Am I, am, I, am, I, am I looking at it too much? It's like you spend like all day just looking at them like with a mirror at the back of your head. It's like, it's not that noticeable. I'll just comb it over. Was it a patch or was it just thinning out? What's... No, it started off with like a little patch at the back. Okay. And I was like, nah, I'd be okay. I think I'll get to my 30s. <laughs> then um, I don't think, I don't think most people, I mean, most people aren't really that bothered. They don't take that much notice of it, but you don't want to. I wouldn't bring it up to anyone else. Say, would you notice it? I'll yeah, just, like, yeah. I'll just pretend it. I'll just pretend it's not happening. So no You're one, like, no one spotted it. It was all you. You looked in the mirror, and you just the more you looked at it, the more you couldn't get it. Yeah, once you notice it, it's there, and you know it's happening. I was well, a bit gutted because my, my dad always had really long hair, so I was like, oh, yeah, and I was like, I was guaranteed to have like flowing locks and something boys. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, never happened. Okay, I guess I'm interested in. Okay, you saw you saw that that was happening, but why was it such a big deal for you? It was it if someone just said, "Oh, it's just hair down. It's just don't worry about it. You can't hardly see it." You know the common things that people say. Why was it such a big deal for you when you look back? 
I think when you look like now, it seems quite trivial, doesn't it? It's not. It isn't a big deal now. When like it's like at any point in your life, if it's making you, if it's causing you kind of like anxiety, then it's a big issue at the time. I mean, to be honest, I never did anything. I was never like any daring with my hair anyway. Like it was just always short back and sides. I didn't do anything with it. I went one of these guys. Like I went like Daz and Damon with it, or Andy with it, or frosted yeah. tips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remind switch, me. Switch to the bar. It was every month and just like short back and sides, please. Well, never did anything with it anyway. But I think it's just one of them other things that it was just like the fact that at that time in my life I weren't particularly happy anyway. Yeah. It was just another thing that was causing a little bit more anxiety with it. Especially yeah. kind of like socially, it was like you, in your head it's like you're trying to like hide you. You're hiding it from everyone. Yeah. Does anyone notice it? When really no one really cares. Like, and the crazy thing no, is you touched on it there is that in your twenty like early twenties, it's it's our it's our it's our prime time social scene, right? We were out every time and I remember when this first came up, it was just that common thing, Oh, don't worry about Dan, we're going out this weekend, you forget about it and we always just tried to suppress it and just ignore it, right? But did you did you talk to anyone about it or did you kind of just keep this to yourself? Do you talk to like your mom or your dad, your sister? No, never, never, never said anything to anyone. Crazy. And it's like, it's one thing I probably wish I had it done. And I wouldn't help her say, like, it's not a big deal because it is a big deal. Yeah. People, yeah. if you're like 20 and you like, you notice it and it's sort of say like, anything that causes you any sort of anxiety, yeah. it is a big deal. But yeah. like I say, I never spoke to anyone about it, didn't say a thing. Like, yeah. Sort of like muddle through it, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Typical like, man, you... man response. Yeah, yeah, and and, much, and, and like much. you say, you was at that point in your life where you, you was not sure what you were doing with the career and everything. So I guess from a, a security perspective, it's um, you know it all added to it, didn't it? So um, can you talk us through about um, you know what when you obviously realised this was happening, you wanted to try and fix it, right? What was your thought process in going? Okay, I'm going to deal with this then instead of just ignoring it. I'm going to do something about it and try and grow this thing back. Can you talk us through that? Yeah, well, this uh, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've ever told anyone mentioned this to you. This is a yeah. like I did try going for like a, a laser therapy thing, which was like how old was I? I must have been about twenty five or something. And I saw a picture. It was an advert in the paper. <laughs> and do you know, what? it was a picture. It was a picture of Shane Warne. It's one of it's one of your guys. Oh, well, the, yeah, the blonde. Which Shane's one of your one of your blokes. Yeah, oh, it's worth it's worth for Shane Warne. And I was like, it'll work for me. So I ended up going to this laser therapy clinic. And honestly, the guys like they tell it to you like this will change your life. Like you need this. I was like, because you're so desperate for it to be true. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah. I want I want this. And he was like, there's kind of two options for you. Like you can either do the laser or there's this other thing. And I never really understood it. What I can understand, they basically just glue hair to your head. Yeah. I was like, That's like, is that kind of like a toupee? <laughs> I, like, I, don't, I don't know if I'm ready for that. So I, I, I've literally never told that. Like, I've never told anyone that I tried it because it, like, it cost like, at the time it had no money, but it's, like, it was a lot of money. Yeah. And I knew it and I think I knew it was never gonna work. Like when you go there, they like they absolutely fill you with all this confidence. And they have these like dead good looking staff. They all look like Shane Warne. They all look like Shane Warne, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're all there in the cricket wise. I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what they say though. They say that, oh yeah, I've had it done, I've had it done. But then every time you walk in the week after, they're like, Oh wow, it's looking really good. And I was like, yeah. Oh, is it really? And I was like stepping out thinking out like 
Kevin Keegan in the 70s. Like, with a turn, <laughs> like, like, gosh, <laughs> a shaft. <laughs> but then uh, what's really, I, I never remember this until we talked about it the other week, but the guys who I did it with, they rang me one day and they were like, we're, we're so impressed with your results. Like, sounds like I'm making this up, but they were like, would you be? Would you come to London for a, a promotional photo shoot? I didn't know this. Like at the time, I said no. And I was like, looking back, and I was like, could have been a real opportunity if I made this. Could have been like yeah. the next like softball model. But they were like, and then um, and then the same guy. He was a dead sound guy actually who worked there. Then he asked me if I wanted to come and work for him. I was like, no, nah, I'm all right, thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to work. Yeah, okay, thanks, bro. I don't think it's a very good advert to have a bald guy working for a laser therapy clinic. Yeah. Because I never asked. I don't know what they, they used to go and sit under this laser every week, yeah. and I never ever once asked them like any of the science behind it. <laughs> I don't think there was much. I might as well have just gone to like Laser Quest every Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, because uh, you're so desperate for it to happen, you're like, oh, this is working. It's doing the trick. Yeah. But it might as well just. Uh, I said they used to give me some shampoo. Then they give me a laser thing. Then they give me the, I'm pretty sure they give me like these tablets. Like I never questioned any of it. Wow. And then some stuff to rub into me. Wow. I was like, he might as well every day, it. every day. I think, yeah, I think so. And I was like, he might as well have said, here's some magic beans. Eat yeah. these. <laughs> I thought, I thought, but looking back now, you think if it was genuine, then you wouldn't have bald people if it actually worked. Yeah. <laughs> so how long was you yeah. going through this treatment? process for i think i think i did about i can't remember now i think it was about six months that i used to go for like i don't know if it was like every other week just go and sit there in one of these little little rooms it was like sitting like they were old um hairdressers you sit one of these little things over your head oh. and just sit there for an hour and then had a good gossip no because you're on your own you was in a room on your own oh. it was just like oh. yeah like no one else was over there. For six months, he was doing that, and then they were going, "Oh, it's looking great, Dan." All right? Was you actually looking in the mirror and going, "Uh, can't see anything?" Was it? Or could you actually see progress? I think I think they just thought they tell you that much, like you're convinced it's happening. And really, all I was doing was just yeah. probably just doing a comb over. Wow! Convincing okay. myself it was it was legit. Oh, so I suppose it's that self belief again, isn't it? It's just making the person believe that they look good in in yeah. what they what they are. Again. I mean, in, in that in that sense, for six months, it probably made me feel a little bit. Yeah, so if that yeah. worked. Oh wow! But yeah. back then as well, it was just not common, right? In terms of in terms of hair transplant, laser, you know, all this kind of um, uh, uh, stuff that you can do, right? So and and you, there was not really much um, research or anything as yeah. in comparison to now, right? So when this was happening for six months, and then you go, okay. Uh, this is not working. What was the turning point for you where you just went, ah, oh, you know, this is, I'm going to just have to accept this? Or did you try something else? No, I think I got to the, um, I got to the end of the six months. I was like, well, even if it is working, which it wasn't, <laughs> I'd have to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Other than just go down the two pay, the two pay route. Yeah. I'm not a so they didn't they didn't say to you, Oh, do this for six months or twelve months and then it'll grow back and everything is all good. They actually sold you this idea of continuously getting this treatment. Yeah, I mean they they just take your money, don't they? And they know that wow. anyone who walks through the door is that is willing to hand over the money. Yeah. I, mean, well, I was pretty, I was quite gullible. I mean, I pretty much fall for stuff like that because you're just desperate for it to happen. 
Interesting. Yeah, no. Okay. So I mean, I, I was thinking of getting a, a guy who bought an iPod, the original iPod, and didn't even have a PC. Like, yeah. The days when you actually needed one. Yeah. I just, I just turned up and it's like, I want an iPod. The guy's like, what PC have you got? I was like, I don't have a PC. Yeah, wow. What was your other other people saying to you to advice? Did they say, oh, just try it for a little bit? Or did people try to say, nah, waste of time, Dan, don't bother? No, I never asked anyone, to be honest. I just saw this. Well, this advert in the paper. Oh, well, if Shane Warne's done it, I'm doing it. You have to be Australian for it to work. You know what's really weird? All the all the spokespeople from our cricketers, which was quite bizarre, it was like Shane Warne, and I think it was like Kevin Peterson, and some other English guy. Oh wow! Maybe it only works. Maybe it only works for cricketers. That's it, cricketers. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. And and look, I remember you bringing it up with with us. You know, like briefly, like you do in your twenties, and we just went, "Oh yeah, you're gonna try laser." So um, yeah, just 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 try it, give it a go. And then I I don't really recall that. You know, when you stopped and everything. But um, if you had that time again, then looking back, power of hindsight reflection, what would you tell your younger self? I mean, ultimately, like, I wouldn't end up, I wouldn't tell someone not to do it. Because it was like, for like that few months, it genuinely convinced me that I was like, oh, you know, you know what, it's all right. But, I mean, if it's genetic, nothing's going to stop it. Yeah. It's yeah. going to happen. I mean, and I think I was a bit lucky in the fact that I used to shave my head quite a lot anyway. So it weren't like a massive difference. So I was like, if anyone else was going to do the same thing, I would say, you know what, if it makes you feel a little bit better for six months, just like, yeah. why not? Yeah, yeah. interesting. Okay. It, could be the, it doesn't have to be the actual outcome you're thinking of with it. It can just be the mental state that you're paying for somebody to make you feel better. And, and it does. And I'm I'm thinking back as well when you said, oh, I wish you'd talk to more people about it, like your, your sister or your mum and dad and that. I wonder whether they would have a different advice. And if you opened up to them, they might have kind of steered you away from it or give or do a bit more research, I guess, for people, right, um, that, that might be going through it. Would that, make, would that be fair to say? I think so. They probably would have said, well, don't just take these pills that this man's giving you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They look like rubies. <laughs> What's that R mean? <laughs> I suppose the crazy thing is as well is back then, obviously, you was worried about the look, whereas, and come to the end of it all, you've still got, you've still got the amazing wife and all this, you've still got this, so it's it not, it's not actually made a difference, really. In, no, I'm still, I'm still beautiful, aren't I? Look at me. Yeah. Still, I'm still gorgeous. Still, still, still stunning. Yeah. The eyes, it's all in the eyes. That's yeah, it. Okay, so um, I'm interested in yeah that was that was really good in reflecting back in how you went through it. But you're you're now a parent now, right? To a daughter, um, and you can see what's going to happen, right? In the future, she may have similar insecurities growing up. What what lessons do you take from your experience to give to her? I would hope that she just like. Would would be able to talk about it? I think yeah. these days, mental mental health people do speak about it a bit more, yeah. a bit more, don't they? Which is yeah. which is really good. I think the worst part about thinking when when you've got these insecurities, the hardest thing is thinking that it's just you that's got them. Yeah. When yeah. you think, when you speak when you speak to other people, you realise that everyone's got them. Yeah. But at the right. time, you don't know that because no one speaks it, no one says it. Um. It doesn't make it any easier, but it makes it it's kind of reassuring to know that it's not just you that's struggling. 
you can yeah. think that when you when you're younger, don't you? you think well, yeah. everyone else doing okay? Yeah, and the problem yeah, you don't think it's ever happened before to anyone, so yeah, especially with like social media and stuff, because that's all you see, and everyone having these like amazing yeah. lives and yeah, brilliant, yeah, so, getting on with it. Well. And I think that's the key, isn't it, to give them that just to bridge that gap of their insecurity to say, oh, such a, you know, this, this happens, this has happened to me, this happens to other people. And then they start to kind of, um, you know, yeah. deal with it a little bit better. So that's, that's, that's really good that. And I think that, that all, that is always a worry for me as a parent in like, how do you translate those um, things that you dealt with as insecurities in the past and how do you try and um, get them through that right so that's a really great story I mean thanks for sharing that that mustn't have been easy um, I guess when all I've got to say is that you just have to get back to the lab and just start solving this hair loss crisis right you, you know stop twiddling your thumbs so don't um, they do tattoos now don't they tattoo on you or like the, a hairline on you now um, ask the question then is at the moment, can science actually solve this? Because it feels like the uh, the advancement of where we are with hair transplants now is is very common and is very widely talked about now. Can science solve this? I don't know. I feel like they, they should have done by now, shouldn't they? Yeah. They weren't messing about trying to solve like cure diseases and stuff and focus on on like stuff like this that's really important. <laughs> yeah. But you, you see it all the time now with the footballers and the managers. They've got a big wad of hair now. How, how have they done it? I mean, that's a hair they have transplants. Yeah, that's proper hair. I think was it yeah. Rooney that yeah. started that off? I mean, Rooney was pretty open about it, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting when I ask this about like, can science fix this? Because I actually went to good old chat GPT AI and asked that question, right, um, this week. And and the answer, right, I'll, I'll, I'll read it out. The chat, chat GPT says, scientific research has led to treatments like minoxidil and finasteride, which can help slow hair loss and promote regrowth in some cases. Ongoing research may lead to more advanced solutions in the future, but a guaranteed fix for hair loss remains elusive, right? Um, yeah. Which You're kind elusive. of just, yeah, which kind of just says, look, you know, goes back to the idea of genetic, unless you get a hair transplant to put hair yeah. in, you know, this it's almost that it's acceptance just, that you need. Yeah, yeah. Strange things like I think with it as well because it's like having the hair loss. It's like there's a lot of women out there that love the look of it because they say it, it's more manly when a man doesn't have the hair with a shaved head than than having the the full locks and doing all the things. It's so. It's, I mean, Bruce Willis, for example. I mean, it was. It's he's always it's an, you know internal perception right it's it's, it's yeah. like like danny said it's like no one really pointed it out or was too bothered about it yeah. but it was more about yourself looking in the mirror yeah. all the time so that's pretty well, yeah. i've never seen dan with with the her really has she so she met you she has told me that if she's she has seen me with a picture of her and she's like, yeah oh, I, wouldn't have, I, I wouldn't have answered you we wouldn't have even got together so that's nice yeah <laughs> no yeah. okay all right, that's a really good story, that, and I think we can take a lot of um, yeah gold dust in in some of how you experienced it and thought thought yeah. about it. So we've talked about the past, the present. What does the future look like for you, Dan? Um, retirement life bucket list. Is it all about science, or is there something else on your radar? No, I mean, my, my, my goal is like really early retirement. I do have a dream. I don't know why. I've just I've always wanted to just start doing like my own little woodworking shop. Yeah, I don't know why I've got, I've got I've got no talent and I've got no skill in it. I just feel like I just like the idea of pottering about on my own, just yeah. uh, 
It's well, having your own way. shed and just doing what you need to do. Maybe a, maybe some yeah. weights in there and then yeah. keep up with the meathead look. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. It's nice and easy, mate. That's 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 the dream, isn't it? Just a nice yeah. quiet life. That's what we seek for. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Oh, the kids that's definitely what most of us do. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, look, that's that's pretty much most of the uh, questions that I had. Andy, have you got anything else for our captain Dan here? Uh, our cappy Dan, yeah. Um, I can't really say because he's answered loads though, which is yeah. great, you know. And it's nice to to hear it all and you know go through the things with it because people have had those things. Knowing that, you know, it's like it's easier for us to speak to Dan with it because one, well, one we've known him for so long, and two, he's he's a very approachable person, really. You know, it's like for me, we working with Dan, with Dan. I mean, I used to get him to make some of the phone calls when we was doing our work, driving around, which he wasn't happy about doing, but he'd do it. I remember Daz would never do it, where Dan would actually do it if you pushed him a little bit. Yeah, but but look, I think everyone, I think everyone can just relate to that story, whether it's a hair loss yeah. or something. It's it's about dealing with insecurity, I think, and I yeah. think the the, yeah, the magic go- yeah the magic gold dust that you said was that you know the the idea of you not opening up and uh, about it in the beginning made it ten times harder. I think so. I hope everyone yeah. can can um, can relate to that, and it sounds like that you're embracing the the you know the the look the the well even it's not a new look now but it's the look that you've got now um yeah. and and hopefully yeah who knows what will happen in the future we might you know it might be easier yeah. to uh, grow a set of locks but what you're saying is that yeah. some people yeah. like yeah. Comb over. yeah yeah the comb over okay all right i think we're pretty much out of time fellas danny have you got any yeah. last comments no i don't think so mate uh, yeah. thanks for having me Been, uh, yeah all good pleasure. yeah Excellent. Okay. Danny, Andy, we'll wrap it up. Cheers, fellas. Ciao. Always a pleasure.